Hey, welcome to Tuesday Take, where we sit down with Pastor James and ask a few questions and hear some additional thoughts from this week's sermon. Good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning, man? Pretty great. That's good. Did you have a good morning? Mm-hmm. I had a little coffee and... Nice. Coffee and the Word together? Put it on Prayer. This, did you put it on Instagram? No. no? Okay. Not, it that's okay. didn't happen. That's okay. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. Well, hey, just go ahead and jumping in uh, yeah. today, just recapping some things from the sermon. Um, you mentioned Sunday, the danger of looking into a text and asking, hey, what does this have to do with me? Um, do you have any more additional thoughts? Do you want to dig deeper into that? Sure. Um, I think that was the thing that I mentioned maybe Sunday, but that was my struggle with the text was when you when I got because I usually ask that question of is is this how does this have to do with with me with us like and with the baptism of Jesus I kept struggling because I was like <laughs> I don't like 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 what what's what's the application of of the baptism of Jesus but I think this even and hopefully as I said Sunday and even as we think about it. Just to probably expose, just for us, especially like in, in in America and the West, that we just we're so self focused, and so we even when we read scripture, we just our first usually thought is, what can I get out of it? What does this have to do with me? You know, does, is this going to make me feel? You know, and it's so me driven. When in reality, that should be not the first question we ask when we come to scripture. It should be. What is this saying about God? What is this teaching me about who God is? Uh, what is this saying about Jesus? What is, you know, to start there, because that, that was exactly what, as I got to the baptism of Jesus, and very clearly as I was praying over it and looking at it, was God was like, hey, this is not about you and uh, what we're looking at. And 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 even the application of just like, just a marvel. You know, I think we're always wanting uh, to do something, you know, because I think we feel... Like that's what we want to do, you know. Like, like give me an apple, you know. And that's helpful. We want to do that, but it's like also the thing. I was like, hey, just marvel at Jesus, and so that that should be what happens from this text. Like, just to marvel at all that's taking place, stand in amazement of Him and what's what's going on. And I think that's hard for us sometimes because you're like, uh, I'll pass on. That. Like, I'll, like tell me something. Tell me something to do. You know, it's like okay, well, that is something like that we. But I think for many of us that we're like, no, oh, I'm in. Yeah, I, I'll stand in awe, you know, whenever instead of seeing that as like that's something we should be doing all the time anyway. But yeah, um, you you pick up this passage um, in Matthew, and you know we see Jesus come to to John and say he wants to be baptized. But verse sixteen um, kind of talks about the baptism itself, and when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove. And coming to rest on him. I think we can all agree that that's very important. But why is the anointing of the Holy Spirit so important here? We said this Sunday, and we, we want to make clear that this is not, because there's, there are some people that think this is when Jesus became God. So that is not what's taking place here. We saw that even in the virgin birth. He was born fully God, fully man. It wasn't like at this point, this is when the Holy Spirit, but something very significant of obviously... And we, we kind of titled the sermon and, and talked about the beginning of the coronation. And so that was the thing of when a king gets the coronation of the king or queen or whatever, that they would have this, uh, even in the Old Testament, this pouring of the oil, this anointing, this consecration, this work of like of being equipped. Or even the, it would say that sometimes the Holy Spirit 
came upon them, and it was basically like to equip them for the work that they were about to do. And that's what we find here is that the Holy Spirit coming down here is this significant moment of he's not being anointed with oil, but he's being anointed by the Holy Spirit to accomplish the task that God has prepared for him to walk in. And connection to Isaiah 61, and of course Jesus will read this in the temple, I think in Luke, um, but he'll read, you know, the, the Spirit of God is upon me because he's anointed me to preach good tidings, to, you know, to proclaim liberty to the captives, all these kind of things. And so it's pointing back to like, like this is fulfilling prophecy of what the Holy Spirit would come to anoint this person in order to fulfill these things. And so very significant moment of not just only anointing and equipping for Jesus as he continued, but also uh, fulfilling prophecy to point clearly like this is this is who Isaiah 61 was talking about. Like this is the long-awaited king. This is the Messiah. This is Jesus is this person, symbolizing by, you know, the Holy Spirit coming to rest upon him. Yeah. So. If, if that scene wasn't cool enough, um, verse 17 continues on. It says, And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Um, the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is very, impor- is very important. Um, but why is God the Father, in this scenario speaking, also very important? Very similar. I mean, even to affirm, like, hey, this is my Son. Um, but also, it brings back memory of, of prophecies and brings back, you know, statements that are made throughout the Old Testament to point, you know, one is Psalm 2. He says, this is my son, today I've begotten you. Um, New Testament picks up that, you know, this is pointing as a royal psalm, but this is prophesying, speaking of the king and symbolizing even when he says, like, this is my beloved son. Um, I think it's Isaiah 42. Speaks of the same thing that, you know, my chosen one, the one in whom my soul delights, similar to what he says, you know, in you whom I'm well pleased speak even of Genesis, I think, 22, of um, Abraham, you know, when he says about his, you know, take your one and only son, your very specific son. But we see that, you know, why Abraham didn't, um, was was uh, spared his son, God wouldn't spare his only son, his beloved son. And so there's just so much of what he was saying in affirming and for Jesus and for everyone present, like like this, if you're waiting for anyone else, you, you're going to miss it because this is, this is the guy. This is Jesus. This is my son. This is everything's been pro- like this. This is him, and so very clearly in Jesus speaking, I mean, excuse me, God, the Father speaking over Jesus is like this is very significant moment um, of blessing and also of recognizing this is this is Jesus. This is my son. Absolutely. Um, so af- after we've walked through this, as we've seen this. Um, how, what can we apply here? How can we apply? You kind of spoke to it earlier, but, you know, what can we apply here to our lives? I think the biggest thing for me when I – biggest takeaway for me just in reading it, of course, first it's about Jesus and to stand in awe. So I think that's the first thing is just to marvel at, respond to Jesus with worship. Um, but when he said, my beloved, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased – uh, the thought just kind of kept coming to my head was, you know, for those of us that are in Christ, um, not because of our own worth, not because of we're awesome, uh, but because of Jesus, because of his sacrificial death and atonement for us, because of Jesus, this is the way that the Father now sees me. And that's kind of mind-blowing and kind of kind of almost like where it's that's hard to grasp, it's hard to understand that, it's hard to accept, not accept, accept that, but it's like it's hard to to say, well, because of Jesus, this is the way 
the Father sees me. I, I'm His Son too. You know, I'm. A, he says that we've been adopted, and uh, whether daughter or son, that that this is who we are now, and and we are His beloved. We are because of as we read in Ephesians, we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places because of Christ, and so because of Christ, because of what Christ has done for us in His life, death, and resurrection has now been applied to us and so now when when the father sees us he sees Jesus and so therefore we are beloved and just to allow that just to wash over us you mm-hmm. know i think for for many of us i think cuz i mean if if we're honest most of us are dying for acceptance whether that's from parents who didn't give it whether that's from friends whether that's from work whether that's from our kid i mean whatever i mean i think we're constantly wanting validation for ourself um we want to be affirmed we want you know we we want this and it's like man in jesus you have been affirmed like you you don't need to look for your identity any other place you are beloved like this is who you are now because of jesus and so i think man i i i I, I think i barely mentioned it sunday but i think so many things would be um, man, healed and fixed in our hearts if we really allow this truth to really mm. set in, sink in, and to really... And, and look, I know it's hard if we're not accepted by family or friends or just life. and just uh, It's hard. Um, we, none of us like to be rejected, but just to bask in just the knowledge that the creator of the world, because of Jesus, accepts us. You know? And I'm, I'm accepted. That's my identity. And there's... What is it? Um, there's nothing that can separate us, nothing, you know. And so I think just uh, that was kind of the thing. The app, you know, if anything really spoke to me as as I was kind of thinking through the text outside of it just being about Jesus, but just thinking of man, like, or even the Holy Spirit. Because of Jesus, I can now be empowered by the Holy Spirit, you know. And um, and so I think that's that's a powerful truth that we need to we need to allow just the Lord just and. Holy Spirit, just to stir in our hearts and you know help us to see those things. Yeah, um, man, like that's a a good truth, like you said earlier, to just marvel at Jesus, but also, I mean, Josh, just all everything. Well, and even marvel at Jesus that hey, Jesus, because of you, I can be accepted. You know, yeah, I like, can be accepted. Like, I can be loved because I've been lo- because I am beloved because I am affirmed. Jesus, that's because of you, not not me. And so I, that's another reason why I'm to marvel, stand in awe yeah. of you, worship you, seek you. You know, it's like more and more um, just affirming, you know, why we're to marvel at Jesus after all he's done for us. Absolutely, man. Um, excited to keep walking to Matthew. Next week we're going to look at the temptation of Jesus. Yeah, I'm excited about because I, you know, just a preview, I guess. But I, I, I've been excited about this because w- one of the things that we'll see throughout the Gospels, you know, you see through at Genesis 3, um, there is evil and there is an enemy and... The kingdom has come, and so we see that there is resistance to this kingdom. Very, and as Paul says, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, and so we're going to see resistance. Yeah, and there is resistance. I mean, we're going to see demonic activity heightened during the Gospels and Jesus, and so kind of getting a, a, a view and peel back of you know we're going to see the enemy against this kingdom, hmm. and and so I, you know I'm excited about looking at it. I, I think there'll be a lot of Good looking at it, but also a lot of I think good encouraging things to see how Jesus overcame the enemy. So yeah, I'm excited about it, man. Yeah, it'll well, be good. Uh, now our question that has nothing to do with what we talked about. Uh, did you do anything fun Monday? 
Monday night, maybe? I did. I did. I was um, had the privilege of going to the national championship game. Man. So it was um, it was awesome. It was awesome to be there. And uh, I've still just kind of been thinking about it. It's, it was just uh, just awesome, awesome experience. I mean, I think – I think sometimes we get lost in these are kids. But that being said, how cool was it to watch Joe Burrow on that huge stage? It was awesome. He he did he did awesome. So, um, you know, I, I just I had to keep telling myself the whole course they were struggling at the beginning. I'm like, my identity is not in LSU football. My identity <laughs> is in Jesus. You know, and so just I had to kind of calm myself down. I was like, hey, this is just a football game. This is not going to change my life. For good or for worse, you know, just – and I, I think it was like after I kind of got that in my head, I was like, hey, look, just enjoy – just, you know, you get to be here. And so yeah. just enjoy getting to be here and, you know, this don't don't overthink it. Don't get all mad – you know, just just take take all that out. You know what I mean? And so – but, yeah, it was – it was uh, it it was good that they won for sure. Yeah, I bet so. <laughs> for I sure. Bet so. That made it – it did make it better. But, um, yeah, it, it was – we had a blast. I went – it was uh, me and my dad. And so we went and – so we had, a, we had a blast. That's awesome, man. Well, glad uh, glad you had a good time. Uh, I watched it from my couch, so I, too, had the experience you had, kind of. Um, but nonetheless, man, uh, thanks for sitting down and going over this passage. I'm looking forward to continuing in Matthew. And uh, thanks for stopping by, man. For sure. <laughs>